All right. I remember our first winter in our first house. The furnace kept doing this thing where after you would adjust the thermostat, it would blow hot air for a few minutes and then it would just start blowing cold air. I, it didn't do it all the time, just sometimes. So, um, and now this was before I knew anything about HVAC. So I just kind of counted myself lucky that the thing would come back on and start blowing hot air again after I let it sit and shut it down for a while. I would come to find out later that the thing was overheating. I didn't even realize that was something that your furnace could do. It's definitely something your furnace can do. And that's what we're going to be talking about on this episode of In the House. Let's go. In the House is an Any Hour Services podcast where we talk about things homeowners should know when it comes to maintaining and repairing their homes. I'm Mike Wilson, and I'm joined today by Richard Bunker. He's the manager of the HVAC service and tune-up departments at Any Hour Services. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I forgot to... I need to make sure my phone's on silent. Okay. Mine's on silent all the time. So. Yeah. Mine's not, because when I put it on silent like, and it's in my pocket or it's sitting on a desk, sometimes I don't hear it or like notice it's vibrating and people get mad when I don't answer. So anyway, um, okay. So my experience that I shared with my furnace is, is this unique to me or is no, we definitely have this. It happens more often than we realize. So, and like you said, you said that perfect example, like what happens is your furnace will turn on in heat and then the furnace will overheat and then it cools off and it blows cold air and then it resets cycle. Rather than heating your home, getting to the temperature, and then turning off, it just sits there and overheats, cools down, overheats, cools down. So why is this so common? Uh, just a lot of things for ductwork. Uh, dirty filters is a large problem. Um, that's probably the most common thing that we see is the filter hasn't been changed in a long time. It's just something that's out of sight, out of mind. Gotcha. So I, was yours a dirty filter, Mike? It wasn't. Mine happened to be... Um, and this is why this is why I said I would find out later that the thing was overheating. Um, when we moved into our house, it had a furnace, but no air conditioner. It had like a swamp cooler in the front room. And so we made it through our first winter. We bought the thing in like October. So like we weren't super worried about the heat because the swamp cooler in the front room, uh, you know, got the job done. But when we came back around to our first summer, Swamp cooler wasn't cutting it, and so we decided to get uh, an air conditioner. And at the time, the furnace was really old. But when the company came through, and this was before any hour was offering, uh, you know, HVAC. And so when the company came through and and went through and did their thing, they came upstairs and they were like, "Hey, do you have the issue where?" your thing would run and then it would like blow cold air and whatever. And I thought they were profits. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh, I have got the right people at my house. How did they know? I didn't tell them this. Uh, but I was like, I was like, yeah. And they were like, well, your furnace is oversized. And what they told me was my, the old furnace that was, that came with the house was 120 uh, BTUs. Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 120 BTUs. And when they sized it, the house only needed 80. And so, so that was what was going on is the thing would, it would, and it wasn't like multi-stage. It was like an old, uh, furnace. So it would come on and it would just blow full blast, you know, and the thing would overheat trip. Now I know, you know, trip the high limit switch or whatever. And so that's what so was you're, going on with mine. You're, depending on how old your other furnace was, <clears throat> there's two different, there, I mean, there's several different kind of limit or yeah, limit switches. Uh, some of the older furnaces they have like a metal kind of like a spiral thing mm-hmm. and as it expands and contracts it kind of makes a connection and some of those once they've been you know for years and years of use they get uncalibrated they're not as accurate 
So the same thing will happen. You know, it may not necessarily be overheating, but it more than likely is. Gotcha. But it can just turn that fan off on. Typically, when we see that happen, though, what happens is it gets up your house to temperature and then turns off, and then randomly the blower will turn on. Uh-huh. That's not that's something different than just overheating. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So, so with with ours, since it would come on and blow hot air, but then it would like go off pretty quick. Like looking back, I I assume it was. Yeah. Uh, no, it was definitely where it turned back on. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're overheating. So uh, you mentioned like ductwork and dirty filters are the most common or, or I guess uh, filters being the most mm-hmm. common uh, what what do you mean when you say the ductwork is can be a cause of that so on the side or the bottom of the furnace depending on the installation you're only allowed to cut so much of an opening and different size of furnaces need different openings you know the larger furnaces you know 120,000 BTU like you had it needs a bigger opening possibly two openings and so that's one of the things we see is when it gets installed they don't cut the full opening they just cut a little hole and throw a filter in and call it a day where that's a big restriction right there so that's one of the things i mean by the ductwork is the actual opening for the furnace isn't big enough gotcha so and then on top of that the ductwork in your house it may be undersized so if you've got a hundred twenty thousand btu furnace like you have but the ductwork is only sized for let's say a 80 or a 90 that it's just going to overheat you know it's like a straw blowing through a straw and you pinch that off a little bit you're not allowed to you know move that air it's gonna overheat right and that's something that's uh interesting because there's like two sides of the equation right there's like how much square footage or cubic footage you have in your (laughs) home and how much uh how many btus it actually takes to heat it but then there's the process of delivering the air and bringing the air back and so a lot of people don't realize that that has to be sized properly um, to be able to move that air back and forth. And the way I, I like to explain it to people is that, you know, in that little furnace cabinet down in the basement, it is creating all of the heat that you need to heat your entire home or if you got to whatever. But if it's like in my house, it's a smaller house. So I've got one furnace and it creates all the heat I need for that entire house. But the only way that it can like get that heat out of that little metal box is if the airflow is working properly. So it's got to be able to move a certain amount out and move a certain amount back in order for it to, cause all that heat on the heat exchanger, if you don't cool that off, if you don't move that heat throughout the house, then you end up with that situation where, uh, you know, on a good day, it just shuts the furnace down, you know, on a bad day, it's been happening over and over and over again and it causes yeah. damage to the system. Yeah, it definitely can cause some major damages. And on top of that, you know, you were fortunate enough to where it would turn on back on a little bit. Okay? Right now, a lot of furnaces, they'll actually go into lockout mode mm. and they may not ever, well, they'll come out, but that switch may never reset. And then they don't have heat at all. Gotcha. So that's definitely important there. But I really like the phrase that you use and how to explain how we heat homes. Come on, Mike, you got to say it. So we, uh, we pipe natural gas into a little metal box in the basement and we light it on fire. <laughs> And, and the only way we can get that heat is through blowing some fans on it and hope that it like goes through the house. I love your explanation of that. <laughs> I, I don't remember when I, it like hit me like that, but I loved the <laughs> way that it sounded saying that. So I'd never heard it said like that before. So um, hopefully if anyone's listening and you've heard it explained like that before, like let me know. But if not, don't steal it. You know, I should try like go to the house some days. Somebody's like cold and like, oh, I just want to get our heat. I'm like, sure, I'll just go ahead and pipe natural gas to a box and we'll light it on fire just see the reaction there you go <laughs> well i think what i i think what uh made me think about it was i was thinking about the way that like we used to heat like a, a log cabin is with a fireplace right and you, you like and that heat radiates and it's like well 
we still kind of light a fire in the basement and the heat radiates through the house. It's just we have some fans to help move it. And There's a few more safety features now. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. The, the safety feature before was, uh, you know, hopefully you stay awake and see that the house isn't on fire. Yeah, is there smoke? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, okay, so in my situation where the, the furnace, so I guess, you know, the episode today is we're talking about signs that your furnace is overheating. So the number one, like you said, if your furnace turns on, it heats the house, and it turns off before your, you know, cool, the house gets the temperature and it turns back on, that's a good sign that, hey, you're your furnace overheating so tell me if i'm thinking about this right because i kind of look at uh, as two different things there's there's the one where it shuts the furnace off completely and then it comes back on and shuts off is that called that's short cycling right yes okay so it'll come on so you go to the thermostat you call for warmer temperature than it is right now 72 degrees whatever it right is. furnace comes on but before it actually reaches 72 degrees, it shuts off, mm -hmm. and then it comes on again. And so it's almost like a little stair step. Yes. And that's because the furnace is overheating. Yes. Right? Uh, mo most likely. Mo most likely. Yes. Uh, but then the other one, like with me, it would, it would come on, and it would – the burners would stop, but the fan was still going. And is that still considered a short cycle? Um, not if it doesn't reset and do it again. If it's just staying running, your fans running without the flames, then no, that's not a short cycle. Okay. But it is a, it is a situation or it is a sign that your system's overheating. Yeah. And the reason that that fan keeps going, how come, how come the fan keeps going in that it's situation? It's kind of a safety feature. Okay. So one thing is just making sure it's clearing everything out. It's going to cool that heat exchanger down because again, you don't want that to get hot, hot, hot. Right. You know, it can cause fires. I've seen it. Um, unfortunately. It's very, very rare, so it's not something we need to be generally, you know, afraid of. But um, anytime you have that fan, it's kind of like when you get sick. You know, you typically you get a cough or something like that. Or, so it's just kind of telling you, hey, there's a problem. So if your fan is just running, 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 and your house isn't heating, you've got a problem. Got it. Um, okay, so so one sign is that uh, it, it comes on, but it doesn't reach temperature. Mm -hmm. uh, are there any other signs that uh, your system might be overheating? Uh, if you've got like, so the main one is just, it gets turned on, heats up, turns off, heats up, turns off before it reaches temperature. That's going to be your main one. Um, for other signs, I don't think you're really going to notice that other than, uh, with having a meter. Gotcha. So, um, is there anything that we can do when our system's overheating? Like for me, like my system was overheating. I just went, I shut the thing off. I waited for a little bit and then I turned it back on. Yeah. The <clears throat> check your filter. Okay. Make sure the filter's clean. Like I said, we get a lot of those calls in the first of the winter because, you know, it's heating season. It's now blocked. Uh, check filter. Check your vents on your floor or your ceiling, wherever they're at. Make sure they're open. Uh, if you've got a new couch or a new bookshelf, entertainment, make sure you're not blocking a return. Make sure your returns are open. Um, just things like that. That's that's the, probably the second step I would make sure that everything's open because during the air conditioning season, a lot of people tend to close their vents downstairs. And now they're closed, and now that furnace is overheating because it needs those open. Gotcha, gotcha. So I'd make sure all the vents are open. So airflow is, like, the most important yes. thing because, again, you've got to, like, move that heat throughout the house. And so, uh, you know, anything that restricts the airflow, whether it's a dirty filter so it can't, it can't move as much air, you know, from the house because that's in the way. The vent's closing, it can't move as much out. If you're blocking the returns, it can't move as much. So, like, yeah, that's, that's, that's good advice. So check – Go shut it off. Make sure you got a clean filter. Go around, open the vents. Make sure the return airs aren't blocked. Um, any any other things that 
I would also look and just see if your furnace itself is dirty. You know, if it's dirty, there's a, a what, what did we come up with, a blower wheel? Is that what we finally dubbed the official name as a blower wheel? Well, I mean, that's what it is, isn't it? <laughs> like, I don't think we came up with well, that official the, name. I think the uh, engineers. Uh, yes, we came up. We had different nicknames for it, but we, I think, settled for blower wheels, what we're going to be calling it okay. now. Uh, if the furnace is dirty, those blower wheels, they have a, you know, a whole bunch of these little wheels that turn, not wheels, but little bars you want to call it to grab the air and you know move it mm-hmm. those, those can get a little dirt on there and that little fins, dirt we can call them fins fins i like it see you're the terminology guy i guess well again i don't think i came up with that <laughs> <laughs> but um those get a little dirt on there and that little dirt may not seem like a lot but it's going to prevent air from moving that furnace is designed to have so much air moved through there so if the furnace itself is dirty that might be signs that hey it's overheating on its own because that's that's not clean right so what's the like solution if your furnace is overheating? Um, really just to make sure we got to check, check for airflow. That's going to be the overall solution is, hey, how much air are we actually moving and what do we need and how much is required for this furnace? And that's going to be doing some testing that we can do. Gotcha. So it doesn't necessarily, like in my case, the thing was oversized, but um, like if your furnace is overheating, it doesn't necessarily mean that it needs to be replaced. Correct. Okay. So there's things that we can do before that. So mm-hmm. you, you said you need to check the airflow. I know any yeah. hour services does something called uh, an airflow analysis. Yes. What talk me through that. So, what is that? So if you're, ha- if you're having some issues with your house, you know, overheating or you've got spots in your house or hot or colder, we'll come out for free to do an airflow analysis and we'll do a whole bunch of checking some measurements on air and testing some things. It might be something simple as adding a cold air return. It might be just simply, you know, we need a larger filter, a different filter. You know, there's some great filters out there that, you know, they'll block everything, you know, pet, you know, or uh, what's the word I want to say? Pollen, all sorts of different things. But those restrict airflow a lot, and that causes problems. So it might just be something simple as that, and it could be something more, you know, hey, we need to make some transitions and make the airflow a little smoother here. But it's not necessarily furnace. Gotcha. So, yeah, I remember when you came and did this at my house and, you know, checking different things. And, uh, you know, the way the simplest way I can describe is that you're, you're looking for where those restrictions are, where the choke points. Yeah. Yep. Where like you're either not bringing enough air back or you're not pushing mm-hmm. enough air out mm-hmm. uh, in order for the system to work the way that it was designed to. Um, you know, another another thing that actually could be causing um the system to overheat as far as like from an airflow restriction standpoint, but it's one that uh, homeowners can't really check easily themselves, especially if they don't know what they're doing. But if you uh, have a dirty filter or a filter that's too big and lets too much go by, you actually, if you have an air conditioner, you kind of have another automatic filter built in above the heat exchanger, Mm -hmm. which is the evaporator coil or the A coil or whatever you want to call it. And it's, it's got little radiator fins. And if you've got stuff going by that um, one, there's condensation coming off of the thing. And so whenever dust and things go by, it kind of clumps up. And if you ever looked at one, it looks like, yeah, it's just been coated. And so if you check your filter and you the vents are open and things like that and the thing is still having issues, like you could call and like have an airflow analysis mm-hmm. done, but I don't know if there's if the companies in your area do that. If you're in the Utah market, absolutely call any hour services, but I would actually say that maybe the first step is for someone to make sure that they schedule the annual maintenance on yes. the thing, right? Because that is something that 
the technician's going to come out there as part of our tune-ups we do those we we check the airflow and things like that right Mm -hmm. so uh but they're going to be able to remove the inspection plate or the cover or get some cameras in there to check that coil to see if it's dirty and it might be uh you know yeah we get issues we get a lot of customers that'll try to open that that uh coil Mm -hmm. and they'll see the top of it and be like oh it's clean it's the bottom side, depending on you know your average furnace. It's the bottom side that you got to get into, and that's going to be really tricky. Right. So and you, and the top's the easiest one because yeah. you just remove that screw and you you kind of tilt it yeah. and you look down and you're like, oh yeah, that looks good. That looks brand new. <laughs> then you look underside and it's like, oh wow, that's like a layer of lint. Oh yeah, for <laughs> so, sure. But that is definitely something. Um, if you have a high efficient furnace um, down at the bottom of the blower, uh, depending on the the brand, there's also another coil that looks like that down there too. So it could be both blocked. Gotcha. So there's several different things, and that's why it's, if the furnace is dirty, it's typically going to be there's some restrictions in airflow inside the furnace itself. Gotcha. So if you're listening to this and you recognize any of those signs as far as like your system shutting off before it comes to temperature and you think that your system might be overheating, take the time. Make sure that you're uh, scheduling uh, a tune-up or a annual maintenance, whatever you know you want to call it. If you're in the Utah market, obviously any hour services does this. We'd be happy to come out there. Uh, I think last time we were talking about this, Richard like busted out and gave out a promotional price when uh, I'd probably slammed it and said like twenty nine bucks or something like that. So. Well, okay, I didn't know if you were going to do it again, but uh, hey. there it is. <laughs> I, what's the worst you're gonna do? Get mad at me? No, no I, I have. <laughs> I'm not mad at you, and I actually no, I like I, it when we give the listeners. No, uh, you I'm know. happy. I'm happy to get in. You know, one of my technicians out to give you twenty nine dollar tune up. You know, right. normally it's ninety nine, but yeah, I'm happy to send someone out for twenty. You know what? That's a benefit of listening to the show. Like you get, you get surprise deals. So normally we charge 99 bucks to come out. And I, I hear different ranges from companies anywhere from 99, 160 bucks, like just somewhere in that range, hundred, 200 bucks to come out and do that annual maintenance. But yeah, like right now, if you call in to any hour services and you can go to any if you're in this market and, and get our information. But, uh, mention that Richard said yeah, you bl- could put have the this. blame on me. I like, yeah, it. for sure. You were listening to the podcast and Richard said that you could get that set. 70 bucks off and get it done for just $29. So, and I'll even give them a free filter. What? Standard, standard size filter. I'll even throw that in. All right. Well, there you go. Standard one inch filter free with Richard's podcast special. <laughs> That's awesome. So anyway, I hope you're not experiencing this because I, I hope that, uh, you know, when they installed your system that they took into account all those airflow issues. But, uh, you know, if you, if you need an airflow analysis, give us a call. If you need that tune-up, give us a call. We'd be happy to come out there and uh, and help you out with whatever you need. Any final thoughts on furnaces overheating? No, I really got this lighting things on fire on my head. I got all sorts of stories, but they're definitely not approved for a podcast. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have to hear the stories and come up with the podcast-friendly version. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. All those that are listening and watching, thanks so much for your attention. I hope this was helpful. We'll be back next Tuesday with another episode of In the House. Uh, If you'd like to know more about Any Hour Services, check out anyhourservices.com. I've been your host, Mike Wilson, and you've been listening to In the House. See ya. (laughs) 